Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I don't know what happens but close to Christmas, but like I become this Christmas Carol jukebox. <laughs> like I can't stop. Just hear those sleigh bells ringing and jing, jingle, jingling too. Like it just keeps coming out. Like no matter what I do, frosty the snowman. And like my kids are just so used to it, but I can't, I can't stop the Christmas carols. Christmas music is just on. It's going. December's here. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie. And we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. Happy December. I am ready for all of the holiday festivities to begin. Love Christmas time, don't you? So much. Yeah. The baking, the decorations, everybody is feeling festive. It's just fun. What are some of your favorite holiday traditions? So me and the girls, my daughters, we do a lot of baking. One of the things that I make every year, which my mom made, taught me how to make, I've taught Lena how to make in the process of teaching Lily. She's still little, so it's kind of hard, but we make chocolate fudge. We make Christmas uh, fudge yes. and we also make peanut butter fudge. I'm so sorry that you are now allergic to peanut butter. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I will not so make you sad. any peanut butter fudge. Rest I will in make peace, you peanut butter fudge. Yes. Rest <laughs> in peace. I know you've had it before. I know. Until that stupid so sad. adult onset allergy happened. Like so mean. what was that? Mid? It was this year, like middle of this year, right? Yeah. April. Oh, so stupid. Anyway, but yeah, so we make fudge and we do sugar cookies. The cookbook that we had growing up that my mom used was the joy of cooking cookbook in like 2007. She got me one and that's still the one that I have. And so the sugar drop cookie recipe from that cookbook is the one that I make the Christmas fudge that I make. The recipe is on the back of the marshmallow fluff that you got. Okay. Okay. So we make that every year and that's what feels like Christmas. Cause as a kid, like my mom would make all this fudge and then we would like decorate cookies and then we'd have a Christmas party every year. My parents throw this Christmas party. So all the treats would be in the garage fridge. And you better believe I was stealing stuff out of that every single day. I think my mom made extra because she knew that there was like a little thief and I'm sure she knew it was me because like moms are smart. We know who like has the sweet tooth. It was me. I was basically Lily when I was younger. She's the one that always will sneak cookies off the counter. I'm like, well, I leave them there because I know that they're going to eat them. If I didn't want her to eat them, I would lock them up. But anyway, I ate a lot of sugar cookies and fudge as a kid. And I kind of still do that over Christmas. So I don't know, but there's like this combination of the sugar cookie with the homemade frosting and then like a red hot, you know, that candy. Oh, okay. So imagine like a Christmas tree shaped sugar cookie, green icing, and then little red hots as the decoration, the flavor profile. Okay. I'm not trying to be fancy. It's so good. That tastes like Christmas to me. But last year you gave me some freaking toffee that I didn't share with anyone. Oh, okay. (laughs) I ate it all myself. Yes. Like you need to tell me about this place. Okay. So it's a place back home in Bakersfield called Duors and they specialize in candy. The specific thing that they specialize in are their shoes, which is their taffy. Mm. And it comes in peanut butter, rest in peace, peanut butter, (laughs) peppermint, caramel, and a few others. It is a Bakersfield, California holiday tradition that you just give a box of these shoes to your friends and family. And I just, oh yeah, no, it's great. Oh man. They eventually expanded into ice cream shops all over town. Yum. You can't not go to a Dewar's ice cream shop in Bakersfield and not either leave with a box of shoes Mm -hmm. or a black and white 
ice cream sundae or any, it, they just have a variety of everything. And it's very much an old school soda shop feel. Oh, I love it. Yes. You walk in and you just smell the homemade ice cream, like all of it. It's, it's a great Bakersfield staple. Yeah. And you can just imagine people in like the fifties, like going to the ice cream shop on like their first date or even, just oh, like, yeah. you know, kids walking in there bundled up around Christmas, like getting some chews. They taste homemade. It's oh, yeah. so good. I could not stop eating them. And the ones that are peanut butter, it's the taffy, but the peanut butter's like in the center. Mm-hmm. So it's like this surprise that you didn't know was going to happen. Like the first time I ate one, I was like, oh, okay, I'll eat it. And I was like, oh my gosh, heaven inside of my mouth. Like, let's not cut that quote out separately <laughs> inside of my mouth. It was so good. So another thing that we do December 1st, you know, elf on a shelf oh. for the kids, because kids are just, you're threatening to take away Christmas, all of Christmas, like every day, because children just get so naughty. You're like no Christmas presents. So then some genius lady made elf on a shelf. And so we put Freddie McRedbottom. So actually, no, sorry, everyone. He appears on December 1st to basically spy on my children and scare the life out of them so that they stop acting rotten. And he moves all around and does all kinds of stuff and like watches them. Sometimes he's like hanging upside down, staring at them in their beds and they're like, oh, Freddie's in here. So, and that's kind of a newer tradition. Freddie shows up December 1st and he leaves on Christmas Eve and Freddie will leave a wrapped gift under the tree. And it's typically a board game that they can play together. And there will be a little note on it telling them, you know, to encourage them to like get along and play this game together and to enjoy their Christmas and that he'll see them next year. Then Christmas Eve, they also open like their Christmas pajamas. Oh, and that's kind of what we do. Yeah, that's fun. My mom, typically her go-to holiday traditions include baking a pecan pie, her banana bread. And then she always does a holiday prime rib. Yum. I've yeah. done that on Christmas Eve many times. Yeah. That's yeah, a Christmas Eve tradition. Another thing, my sister and I will go and look at Christmas tree lights or not Cute. Christmas tree lights, but Christmas lights yeah. in the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And there is a neighborhood in Bakersfield where if you move into this neighborhood, you are obligated <laughs> yeah, to <it's> a requirement. <laughs> go all out. I've heard horror stories of these people getting, you know, threatening letters for not participating. Oh my gosh. Because they decided to go out of town for the holidays. Oh geez. And typically what happens is the majority of Bakersfield drives through and there's hot chocolate stands. There's Cute. s'mores. Kids are, you know, coming to your cars with trays of food to sell. And it's this very tight knit community. It's in the Southwest of Bakersfield. I won't say the neighborhood because they get very adamant about their holiday traditions in their neighborhood, but it's a beautiful neighborhood. Yeah. And it's who's the loudest basically with their Christmas lights. We did that last year for, I don't know if it was the first time really, but we went through, I'll say the neighborhood because I don't care. Yeah. It's Nellie Gale, which is kind of in like Laguna Niguel. Oh, okay. And almost every night in December, there's like a line of people driving through to see all these lights and they're so beautiful. Just like you were saying about the neighborhood in Bakersfield. It's just so fun to do. And when we went last year, William fell asleep within like three minutes and he woke up right before home. He's like, can we go back and do it again? I'm like, Mm-mm, sorry, buddy. <laughs> Next year. I was like, I don't know what to do. He right. fell asleep and we tried to wake him up, but like, he's just, he's always the first one to fall asleep. That's oh, it. I did see my first fandom based ugly Christmas sweater of the season. What was it? Oh, it was a really good SpongeBob sweater <laughs> at Target. 
And I was like, be strong, just say no. The caption on it was, it's that time of the year and it's SpongeBob's so excited, like he can't contain himself and he has uh, reindeer antlers on. (laughs) That is so cute. I found a friend's ugly sweater last year, but it was like on sweatshirt material. Yes. A crew sweatshirt. And I got that for Lena as part of her Christmas pajamas uh, last year to like wear with her jammy pants. And she loved it. But yeah, it's hard to pass up a fandom ugly sweater. Well, ugly Christmas sweaters in general. Like I have such a hard time justifying a one-time purchase for a maybe event. But you could wear it every year. You could be like- You can. Yeah, you could be like in Bridget Jones, how he always wears the ugly (laughs) reindeer sweater. You're like, I'm wearing SpongeBob every year. They had, I almost got it home alone. One that said, keep the change, a filthy animal. They just had about five or six really good ones. And I was like, all right, Target, I see you. Be strong. You have to make your Target shopping limited in time so you don't do too much damage. Exactly. I was just like, okay, I see you, holiday spirit. (laughs) There you are. (laughs) Yeah. What for you makes it feel like, okay, now it's Christmas? What is like the tipping point for you? It's a cross between three things. Okay. Grande peppermint mochas. Granted, you can get them year round when they highlight them at Starbucks. I was just like, okay, that will put me in the mood. The Sci-Fi Network always has their Harry Potter marathon. Oh, yeah. And every Harry Potter movie, for the most part, Mm -hmm. has a very dominant Christmas season. Or holiday season in their movies. Mm -hmm. Sci-Fi Network just says that is their staple for holiday TV is Harry Potter. And my sister and I are just like, yep, this is what we're doing all day. We have a whole slew of snacks. This is what we're watching. Mm -hmm. Along with Trader Joe's Dark Chocolate Peppermint Covered JoJo's. Oh, yeah. So good. Fatty McFat Fat over here. Just (laughs) ready for it. Tis (laughs) the season. Yes. I am so you all got about your, it. You got your peppermint mocha. You got your peppermint Jojo's. Oh, you dip and you it in there. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. I was like, tis the season. <laughs> that, that's how you do it. For the last few years, we've done a Harry Potter marathon every Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And then we end up like very like sad and depressed at the end. Lena and I it will finish on like December 29th when like it's not anything. And it's like, <laughs> it's like the Deathly Hallows pout too. And they're all grown up. And you're like, okay, now we're depressed. What do we do? <laughs> it always like ends. Start um, reading the cursed child and and go from there yeah and revisiting our previous harry potter episodes (laughs) yeah that's what we could do totally shameless plug right i think i think for me once i make the christmas fudge that is like when it feels like christmas okay to me that's like the start of it i remember getting your christmas fudge last year and that was that was a very nice send-off to the holiday season for me yeah because then you just eat it for the whole month. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh wait, breakfast it's New Year's today. It's yeah. breakfast. Yeah. There's absolutely no nutritional value in it, but it's just, it's such a decadent Christmas treat. I only make it at Christmas because if I ate it all year long, I would be twice the size that I am right now. That would Seriously not be good strange. for my cholesterol no. levels. So today we are talking about not only our favorite Christmas traditions, but our favorite Christmas movies that really put us in the mood. Of course, Harry Potter does. But for me, it's the holiday. And for Julie, what is it for you? Home Alone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. Now, these movies have did not just come out yesterday. They've been around for a while. You might not have seen Home Alone and you might not have seen The Holiday. So we will be spoiling it. We're going to be talking about it. So if you haven't seen these movies, get out from under the rock that you are under and go watch them. Okay. Spill it, Julie. I chose Home Alone because of the amazing 90s nostalgia. Immediately, like with the opening scene, you fall in love with the suburban real estate. (laughs) 
that is Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what does Mr. McAllister do for a living? (laughs) And (laughs) all these things that never crossed my mind as a kid, but just screamed Christmas with, and I was like, oh, that's right. They have real winter out there. Never mind. I, yeah. It just looks pretty. Good job, McAllister's, you know, providing for your family. Old money. That's right. It <laughs> it's old money. I really loved Kevin McAllister's character, like from start to finish in, in both Home Alone and Home Alone 2. There's mm-hmm. nothing that I didn't love as a kid, rewatching this as an adult and watching it as a kid. You yeah. wanted to be Kevin McAllister's sibling and or best friend when you watch this movie, he's just a super smart kid who's severely underestimated Mm -hmm. by a pair of burglars. And you just see all of his tricks and the thinking. And I never thought about the psychology of what goes through Kevin McAllister's head until I rewatched it as an adult, but, (laughs) and you refall in love with everything about it. I did not realize how much I love this movie until I rewatched the home alone Google commercial that (laughs) so good (laughs) came out in 2018. For those of you who haven't seen it, do yourself a solid and Google it right now. Um, but it's basically a recreation of almost a dozen of the iconic scenes from Home Alone with a modern comedic twist. It's so good. And you have it's Macaulay so Culkin and yeah. it just nailing every aspect of this commercial. And I was just like, oh, he is set for life. Oh yeah, he's been set for life forever. Can you imagine you do one movie and he didn't just do one movie. He does, he's in a lot of movies. You do one movie literally because you can support yourself for the rest of your life. That residual like, income, man. Yeah, like he's <laughs> doing great. <laughs> he's doing great. You know, it's just one of those movies where it does not get old. No, it's so timeless. I have to say, okay, two of my favorite aspects of this movie was he got to order a delicious cheese pizza and then you want to eat the pizza. And then he eats like this really delicious Mac and cheese right before the robbers come. And I'm like, his kid is doing it right. You know? And as like a kid, you're watching it when you're like eight horse, I want to eat pizza. By on myself. Christmas, yeah, like you Christmas know. Eve. I was just like, yeah, yes, please, exactly. Like, this is living like, the dream. That food looked so good. Even as I was just rewatching the trailer, I was a little triggered <laughs> just rewatching the trailer because I was just like, oh gosh, like, oh yeah, that's gonna hurt. Oh man, in the trailer, there's a scene that just totally reignited my fear of spiders. With oh, the yeah. tarantula. <laughs> they do like a like a soft shot on the spider. And I was I just remember being like, oh no, that's not a good sign. Just as like a kid. And then you see the spider come out on Marv's face yeah. and crawling. He, he has a panic attack. And I was like, Yep, uh-huh. I told you that yep. was gonna happen. My eight-year-old self was like, hard pass. Nope. Mm-hmm. Mom, we're never getting a spider. Mm-mm. Nope. And she was like, Oh, good. Glad we're on the same page. Yeah, hard pass. Thanks, kid. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that definitely bugged me, it didn't cross my mind as a kid. Like you can laugh at it as a kid in the movie, but as an adult, the major plot line of this movie, which bugs me the most is how do you forget your kid on Christmas? You go and drop a ton of money on this family vacation and you can't keep track of your kids. Please tell me how this happens because it's like packing your phone charger without bringing your phone. You don't, you never leave your phone. (laughs) You turn around, you immediately like body check yourself for your phone. And your kid is the same thing. There isn't a time where I never see you not do a head count of your kids at all times. You see it with me and the dogs every time I bring my dogs over. I'm just like, where are they? Yeah. Well, we have significantly less people that we're caring for. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, but there's that scene where they're like counting heads and that neighbor kid was like over there. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and his head was there. And so if you're counting on someone else to do it, because sometimes when you have that many kids, you count on your older kids to do it. Right. And yeah. then you think you're crossing your teeth down your eyes. But this is also like the 90s where parents were not helicopter parents. Correct. They were not. And so back in the 90s, we're like, yeah, that sounds possible. Sure. Yeah. You know, when you got like seven, eight kids and there's like two families traveling together, that would never happen on my watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, as I was rewatching, I was massively judging the parents the whole time as someone who doesn't have kids. I know that that isn't a fair statement. I totally get that. But I was just like, no, how do you, uh, uh-uh, your youngest who should be your favorite, which nobody wants to admit because it's your last kid. How do you lose this one? The one that you, yeah, you're, kind, you're a very attentive dog mom and your dogs always are trying to run away. Well, <laughs> mostly like Daphne, Yeah, but you're, you like have this radar. You always know where they are and that's typically how moms are, but it is a movie. And like, there would be no movie if that plot line didn't happen. But yeah, you're just like, how do you forget your kid? Even then they call it the cops and the cops didn't do much. I was like, where's CPS? Oh my goodness. Like the panic attack that I had just like rewatching this was on fire. (laughs) But then in the sequel, Kevin doesn't do himself any favors when he loses his parents at the airport. And I was like, oh, this is a genetics issue. (laughs) Like forgetful parents, forgetful kid, easily distracted, too many kids to count. Okay, this is a problem, but he's just living it up in New York City and home alone too. I, I was just like, oh, okay, this kid really does need to be watched. But Some kids are like that. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Home Alone to me is just this classic. I have a very hard time getting on board with all the Home Alone reboots. Yeah. Just in general. Ugh. I know there's another one coming out and... I think Buzz is supposed to make a cameo. He's Officer McAllister in the newest oh. reboot. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That comes to check on the house. Yeah. And it's um, a British kid in the newest reboot. Okay. Yeah. And that's supposed to come out here real quick. I've but seen I'm- the first one a bazillion times. I think I've probably seen the second one once when I was a kid. They, my kids will watch all of them. They don't discriminate. They don't care. Right. They just want to keep watching, you know, the series of events happen where like Kevin's just showing people who's boss. And it's good. And I don't know which one I like more, but you can't appreciate the second one without the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to hold on to my nineties nostalgia with the first, you know, two originals. Yeah. Wish the other reboots the best of luck. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Go on about your favorite holiday movie. My favorite Christmas time movie is The Holiday, starring Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, and Jack Black. This is one of those movies that I can watch over and over and over again any time of the year. Lena and I have seen this movie so many times that we have memorized nearly every line. I could probably give you a scene by scene, play by play, but I won't, I'll spare you. <laughs> I mean, it's such an incredible cast. Basically, the synopsis of the movie is that there's two women, one's in England, one's in LA. They've both ended unhealthy romantic relationships. And then they decide to do this home exchange over the Christmas holiday to escape from it all. But they of course end up finding themselves in like the best way possible. So much more Amanda, who's played by Cameron Diaz. So she goes to Rose Hill cottage in Surrey, England. And Iris goes to LA to Amanda's ginormous brawling mansion. And okay. So some of my favorite moments, Amanda's this movie trailer maker. She's like totally type A. She has her own business, never takes a vacation. Very high strung. I can so much relate to her. (laughs) There's this part where she's finally in England. She gets to Iris's house and she's just, what am I doing here? I thought I was escaping from everything. 
the silence is so loud, you know? Mm -hmm. So she goes to this little corner store and she's buying all this food to eat. You see her pushing the shopping cart and she's drinking wine from the bottle, (laughs) straight from the bottle as she's shopping and she's just throwing stuff in. And then the shopkeeper says to her, she's like, looks like somebody's having a party. (laughs) And Cameron Diaz is like, oh yeah, that's something me and Lena will say to each other all the time. Looks like somebody's having a party. Like we'll be at Trader Joe's together. buying snacks and we say that to each other when we're there (laughs) okay so then on amanda's first night in england she's all cozied up in her bed and she's just pounding on the door and she's the heck every time this happens i'm like i would be mortified and just immediately call the police if i was in a different country but what does she do she opens the door because someone's banging on the door and it's a man's voice iris let me in so i guess i still probably wouldn't have opened the door even though i'm not iris i know this is not some ex-husband that wants to murder me right she opens the door and surprise iris has a brother who's played by jude law and then within like 10 minutes of meeting him and him coming in, she's, I think we should have sex, which is so great because I mean, we're all Amanda in that moment. Like if Jude Law is sitting on your couch and he's hot Dumbledore, yeah, hot saying. Dumbledore is sitting on your couch and he's single and available and there, I'm thinking we should have sex. And he's like, is that a trick question? And it wasn't even a question. No, nope, this is statement. just, this is something that we're doing. Yes. Yes. Of course you would. Of course this would happen. And then one of my favorite lines that he says, he goes, I have a cow and I sew. And this is like Amanda like drops by his house, like a few days later, like unannounced mm-hmm. to find out that he's a widower with like two daughters and they're kind of realizing how different their lives are. And he's like, I have a cow and I sew. <laughs> And that's something else that Lena and I say to each other. Like I was mending something the other day and she's like, comes in to talk to me and I just look up at her and I'm like, I have a cow and I sew. And she like knows exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's like kind of going back and forth between like Iris's story and Amanda's story. So over in LA, Iris like sees this huge house and she's just like so excited. And it's kind of the opposite of what Amanda's feeling because the cottage is cozy and she's like, okay, whatever. Iris so deserves like to have this like luxurious vacation. And then she ends up meeting like her next door neighbor. And he's like this 90 year old retired Academy Award winning movie writer named Arthur. And like he gives her some of the best advice that I have ever heard that I still will kind of it plays in my head. Like I hear Arthur Abbott's voice saying these things. And there's one line where he says in the movies, there's a leading lady and the best friend. You, I can tell, are a leading lady, but for some reason you're behaving like the best friend. She's like, I've been in therapy for three years and I've never had advice this good. She's like, that was brilliant, brutal, but brilliant. And it's so true. She's like, you should be the leading lady in your own life. And that's kind of the lesson that she's learning. She was kind of latched on to this other guy, this man that she loved who didn't love her back. And then Amanda, it's kind of the opposite where she kind of fell out of love Mm -hmm. with her guy and he cheated on her, but she didn't really want to admit that she was been closed off to him for so long and she just doesn't open herself up. So it's kind of these opposite things that are happening. Iris is crying all the time. Amanda can't cry. You know, the scene where she like breaks up with her boyfriend. She's sitting at her desk and I love it because she puts her head down and she starts trying to make herself cry. And then she tries it in a bunch of different ways. And I'm always cracking up at that part. And finally she's done. Okay, moving on. You know, Iris, she ends up striking up this friendship with Jack Black's character and his name's Miles. And they have some really sweet moments together. There's this part where he's playing music for her because he does music for movies. And he said, I also wrote a melody that sounds like you. 
and then he plays it and it's so beautiful. This is the only movie that I've ever seen where Jack Black is a serious contender as a love interest. <laughs> he's cute and adorable. Love Miles in this role. It's like he's pretty much Nacho Libre in every other role that he does. <laughs> but in this movie, he is so charming. You're happy for Iris to end up being with him. The music really enhances movie viewing experience. It starts very romantically and then it ends with this will be an everlasting love. It's just, it's so sweet. It's, it tells a story. I mean, there's just so many amazing moments, but my most favorite character, mm -hmm. it's not a person, it's a place. So it's Iris's home. It's called Rose Hill Cottage. It is the most perfectly cozy house in the history of movie magic. I love it so much that one of our designs in our Etsy store, I designed it around Rose Hill Cottage. It's super cute. We have it up in our shop right now, but it says Rose Hill Cottage, Surrey, England established like 2006 because that's the year the movie came out. Right. And my daughter was like, I need this on a sweatshirt. I need this on a bag. Can you put it on a mug? How many things can I put this on? Cause, and she kind of helped me. What color do you think I should do it in? And she kind of helped with it because this, you know, movie is so dear to her heart too. So mm -hmm. there's nothing makes me think of Christmas more than Rose Hill Cottage. When she's describing her home on the home exchange website, that is what I want to do at Christmas. I want to go to Rose Hill Cottage and curl up with a good book and a hot cup of cocoa while it's snowing outside. It's just the coziest, like loveliest Christmas movie. And thank you for coming to my TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> On that movie. Have you seen this movie? It has been forever. I was actually going to ask you, is it on Netflix? It is actually. They okay. put it on Netflix. I'll you got to watch it. it. Yeah. Make a hot cup of cocoa and curl up with your dogs and watch the movie. I might do that this evening after I edit some more of our, <laughs> our audio. <laughs> got a lot on our watch list. <laughs> yeah, we have. Many things. I told a couple of people, I'm like, I have eight things I need to watch before before January 2nd. And some of them are shows with like 10 episodes, but it's fine. You know, fine. You're, in, you're in the burning room, that meme with the dog's like, everything's right? fine. <laughs> Honestly, love what we do. We love bringing the podcast to our listeners. We love talking about our favorite things. Look out for our blog next week because we are going to have a fangirl's favorite thing. Christmas gift guide for you guys. And we've been doing the fangirls favorite things for a while now. We have quite a few edits out. We have Harry Potter. We have Bridgerton. We have Outlander. Most recently we did an Eternals fangirls favorite things. And now we're going to have a Christmas one. You know, we just do this for fun. Mm -hmm. You know, we like finding fun things for you guys. So be sure to check that out on the blog this month in December. It's coming at you. And now it is time for the Fangirl Spotlight of the Week. The Fangirls podcast is on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form. We are offering 10% off our Etsy store with the code FANGIRL. Link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. And we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can reach more people. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from our listeners. So please give us a follow on Instagram at the Fangirls Podcast and Twitter at the underscore fan underscore girls and like our community page on Facebook to join the conversation. Happy holidays. See you next Happy time. Happy holidays.
We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Netflix, The Holiday Production, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, and Disney+. Plus. We are also not affiliated with uh, Dewar's Candies and Ice Cream Shop. But we are affiliated with eating a lot of fudge. Yes. We're also not affiliated with Starbucks or Trader Joe's. Yeah, or any other businesses that we need. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.